Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Crypto Pragmatist podcast. Um, this week we talked with Hamza Khan from Polygon. He's head of DeFi and BizDev over there. Incredible conversation. Uh, Hamza's a really funny guy. I met him in New York um, this winter, actually, and uh, he just cracks me up. Uh, as far as uh, what we talked about, we chatted a bit about his NFT. So if you're a little confused about the very beginning of the conversation, I didn't want to cut it out, but we were talking about the punk he bought. Uh, I don't know how, like maybe a year ago, um, he said he bought it in, during the crash and he bought a punk that just looks like him, a cigarette punk, brown punk. Um, so that's the, that's the first part of the conversation. Just to let you know, we get right into the conversation there. Um, yeah, then we talked about kind of the early days of Polygon, which I found really interesting. Um, Sandeep, who's the the head founder of Polygon, uh, some of the DeFi initiatives he's working on, a little bit into ZK stuff, and just, you know, being in crypto, crypto in 2020, 2021, some of those earlier days of DeFi. Um, yeah, I will warn you in advance, you know, Hamza is a Polygon guy, so... Uh, he believes in the Polygon thesis. He believes in Polygon as it sits today. He believes in Polygon Z ZK EVM. So uh, those are his views. They're not necessarily reflective on, of my views. And, and this podcast is not associated with Polygon in any way. But there's some really cool insights to take away from early DeFi. Hamza is a, a trader, kind of degen himself. So Hamza's got some interesting thoughts here. And um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting... It's interesting to take away from this kind of thesis of, of what Polygon has done. I think plenty of people, you know, everyone likes their own bags and hates everyone else's bags, but Polygon is interesting because they have been able to double down on theses that ultimately have, have proved correct, right? So at the beginning, it was kind of like this idea of layer two, cheap block space, uh, DeFi, you know, with the transition recently to NFTs, the ZK EVM, lots of stuff to unpack there. And we do talk about that in the podcast. Um, yeah, as always, enjoy any feedback. Uh, get my DMs are wide open on, on Twitter. You can reach out to me on email. Please sign up for the newsletter to get alerted when this podcast comes out and get an abbreviated transcript of the newsletter, cryptopragmatist.com slash sign up. Next week, we'll have an interesting update regarding some employment opportunities for those who are interested in working in crypto. Some really cool opportunities, so get prepared for that. We've got a, a top secret sponsor slash partner who's going to get that going for us. Uh, if you're interested in the sponsoring the podcast, please reach out. Um, got some interest last week, and uh, I'll be talking to these guys, you guys these this week if you haven't heard from me. Uh, yeah, have a great week. Enjoy. Uh, like I said, we'll be getting right into talking about a crypto punk. So if you're confused, that's what we're talking about at the very beginning. Uh, thanks so much for the positive reception on our first podcast and these will be coming out weekly. So, uh, without further ado, enjoy. I want to hear your story though, about, um, your, your punk again. So you have punk? a punk, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, first of all, levered ETH beta. 
Yes, I told you this. <laughs> we we discuss we we discuss this. Uh, if if you did not hold, what was that question? If you would not hold uh, BTC and ETH, what would you hold? The oh, stupid that's answer how we is got, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember funny. that that when uh-huh. we were chatting about it, yeah. But uh, but no, I I mean I bought it. Uh, I had cash when FTX crashed, uh, and uh, I thought like mm. you know like. what the fuck has happened with what ftx happened uh, and then i just bought eth uh, like 100 110k or whatever it was back then and i thought uh, yeah like i mean i didn't have any solid nft back then i was i did uh, i did the blur farming and everything uh, just to understand i i t- tweeted about this also and couple of like i think vance tweeted on this or something that uh, i told that i blur taught me what nfts are not just what nfts are but like how to make money on nfts right. uh, and uh, for some reason it's a weird reason i just didn't understand nfts when opensea was there uh, so so i bought i bought it then uh, and uh, and yeah it looks literally like me uh, now that i mean you can you can see me like a brown cigarette <laughs> i <it literally laughs> look like me so i was like yeah i'll i'll get it on op otc and uh, that's how it has been All right. So I want to come back to this for a second, but first I'll have you introduce yourself. So, who are you? What do you do uh besides spit on cigarette pond? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I Mumza, uh, I do LED fi fintech and also a bunch of NFT stuff here at Polygon. Been here for almost two and a half years now. Uh I joined at uh, like way back in December, January 2021. uh we were still called matic there were less than 20 people at uh, at wow. matic back then uh and i joined through a eth global hackathon i was building on ave v2 i was i'm a programmer back uh now shit coining and just things has has kept me out of it for a while but uh, but i do i do i call it like shit coding uh, so just like to learn stuff i just open up remix or whatever and just uh, try to or even chat gpt nowadays is so helpful so uh, i so uh, just call, i call it like shit coding so that's how i joined uh, matic through uh, through the hackathon and since then i was i was the only person doing defi i remember it was two people doing defi there were two projects uh, on of defi on matic and you remember the vfat page there was vfat.tools and uh, vfat had like two projects on it but polygon was not even listed i remember wild uh, there was only bsc there was only bsc and ethereum yeah yeah uh, and uh, so that is how polygon matic started and uh, have been uh, focused on you know growing defi so uh, like ave was me ave ave uh, helped ave you know uh, come here then you know balancer sushi curve like the whole first phase of matic then you know quick swap gains like all like you throughout and now main focus is to you know grow and then fintech like you know fintech is a very big vertical that uh, we want to focus on because fintech is the only way to bring new people into into defi otherwise it will be just you and me trading against each other which is not fun right. trust me uh, so <laughs> so you we need more people to uh, to you know get into the system and uh, that has also been one of my major goals uh-huh yeah no makes a lot of sense um Wait, so what were you doing at the hackathon that got you the role at at Polygon? So I was uh I was actually I was actually building on Wave V2 just come out. Mhm. I think uh, was a 
matic has always been i call it matic back then it was called matic uh, uh, was was uh, has always been you know we always believe that you know hackathons are where you know true developers come into the system and you you if you need to build an ecosystem you need to support your developers uh, support your ecosystem developers so i was i found matic network and i thought okay this is interesting uh, because less gas i didn't understand i didn't know anything about about uh, infrastructure back then i was just like you know uh, i had a full time business i had education consulting business in dubai and mm-hmm. just uh, got into this after defi summer uh, so i was uh, doing uniswap i learned about uniswap compound all these things uh, and that's how like i i got to uh, i got understood matic and i was trading on quickswap and i found like it's so less gas uh, let's let's try let's try to chat with them and that's how it happened i called i called sandeep on discord that is the only way i got into it like i just random cold called sandeep on discord yeah so what i guess back two and a half years ago two two and a half years ago it was bsc ethereum matic as far as that's it. evm compatible chains right that's I'm it trying to think of uh, i mean no yeah you you had you had heco you had uh, yeah i think heco was there was still there heco was the huobi chain but uh, that didn't really go anywhere yeah cuz two and a half years ago i was in crypto but i was like buying cardano i was like cardano <laughs> is the next big thing you know <laughs> i lost like, a lot of people i lost a thousand dollars in cardano in uh in like June or I mean maybe right now like 20 like 3 years ago oh, okay. 2020 years ago. um and uh then it would have been like in the peak ball it would have been $10,000 or something but um but yeah then I then I kind of later found about defi but yeah I mean 3 years ago there was not much defi happening it was Aave compound like uniswap even even Aave was not the big I think only only uniswap and compound and maker obviously synthetics yeah. I I love synthetics like I I I Yeah that's I didn't know anything about finance I I I'm not a finance person I have like zero finance uh, back then now I know a bit more <laughs> hopefully mm-hmm. than that but uh, synthetics discord was what taught me a lot about like you know cdps and like you know leverage and like this kind of things so. right yeah I think a lot of crypto people don't realize how uh at least early defi now we're kind of seeing some more unique primitives I think but earlier defi was really just kind of like trying to come up with analogs for you know traditional yeah. finance principles i mean uniswap is a great example of this right like the constraints of the evm required a non order book exchange so then people had to figure out how to you know create efficient swapping without an an order book and it continued to trace this you know like with cdp protocols mm. i think uh a lot of it was, it's cool because it's it's taught a lot of people about these kind of like tradfi ideas borrowing lending interest leverage without you know people it come kind of from a first principles perspective really and i i think it's i think it's a cool i think it's incredibly educational um yep, yeah yep yep so um and then So then what was your trajectory at Polygon? I mean, DeFi kind of wasn't even a thing. I know you're head of DeFi BizDev. What did you kind of carve that role out yourself? Yeah, that was the uh, the goal back then. It was like, I mean, 
it was no role like i just had joined like a i, I told sandeep like i mean if you like me in a month keep me otherwise i'm fine don't even pay me anything uh, i'm i'm fine i already had i was making uh, i was making good money on on the education side so i didn't really need anything uh, i just wanted to get into crypto like that was the goal and uh, and <laughs> i have told this publicly also and i i tease him many times now uh, that uh, he was not even going to hire me uh it was like yeah you're too young for this like we need someone with some maturity on in finance and i'm like i don't know man like just just try it out if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. so uh that's how like i mean yeah like the role was kind of like there was no role let's say I had to just like figure it out and the market went that way uh defi i was just using a lot of like uh, one thing i i told him when i was uh, in my interview was like uh, he to- he asked me about synthetics and uh, synthetics apparently is uh, back then was the most complex protocol in terms of like you know gas as well as in terms of just the architecture because there was no leverage in the system back then uh, and synthetics was the only thing that gave you some leverage uh, and like you know derivatives and all that so i explained that and then he's like okay <laughs> try you can do defi uh, and that's how that that's how uh, that's how it started like uh, there was so yeah from there like i started i grew i now there is a team of like uh, six seven people doing uh, fintech and defi and uh, infrastructure uh, but back then it was just me so i single handedly like you know hand picked i hired like 20 people uh, throughout my uh, my place over here and uh, 20 25 people i guess and then also like interns did um hired a lot of interns during bull market because mm-hmm. i think it was a good it was a good uh, it was a good time to you know expand and you know the whole right. polygon bull market so uh, hired a lot of interns and that was helpful so yeah um, did a lot of like grew the whole team from one to like seven people now Well, it has been the father of the father of Polygon DeFi. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say that. I'm only 26. Don't say that. Um. So strategically, what was Polygon like? Was Sandeep like, I we gotta do this DeFi stuff. You know, like we need compound yeah, Polygon yeah, yeah. at the time. He he was. It was really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I I think I think the one thing at Polygon is very good is that you know everyone is a. Uh, and we ha- i have personally tried to ensure this as much as possible is that everyone uses the chain as much as possible mm-hmm. because when you grow big you when you go from like 20 people who are like, you know degen people who are who know what they're doing to, f- to 400 people now is that a lot of people are just in for you know like you know web3 and innovation mm-hmm. and all that you know stuff that coin, uh, that uh, you know vc sell but don't really understand what is happening on the ground and where people are being where people are using uh, actual blockchain um, and uh, so we have been like very clear from day one like you know defi uh, like ave was very important to kick start the whole uh, to kick start the whole cycle and uh, since then like you know compound uh, i made sure that you know compound should launch on polygon first outside anywhere Ethereum and it took some time, you know, chat, chatting with you know Jared and like all they have been very helpful. So now Polygon, now you know Compound is on Arbitrum and other chains, but uh, Polygon still has. In fact, I was just checking the numbers yesterday. I was on Anthias and Polygon has more active wallets on Compound than Ethereum. That wow. was surprising to me. Uh, yeah. That was a bit surprising to me. Uh, some of the whales have like you know five million, six million. I think is the biggest deposit. 
but there are like you know a lot of retail users because Instant App is connected. Then a lot of fintechs are actually. Uh, so we have made sure that you know fintech. So I'm a very heavy DeFi user. I I mm-hmm. lo- live and breathe DeFi. I love DeFi. Uh, I think it is the most important technology to to make the world better. Like you know, as cliched as it sounds, you know, I think D- DeFi can genuinely make the world a better place. Uh, and that's why, like, I I strongly believe that you know, low gas chains like Polygon, and with full security now with Polygon zk, uh, with full security of Ethereum, can play a very very big role. So re- when you started at Polygon, were you highly convicted on, like, Matic the token? Was that part of the reason? I mean, it sounds well. You you say this about gas, and I I believe in the you know the thesis, right? We need to make DeFi accessible, right? But simultaneously, three years ago, it wasn't like you were paying $100 for a Uniswap transaction, right? No, you were paying. You were paying. You you were paying. paying I remember. Yes, I remember. Summer 2020? Maybe. No, not 2020. No, 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 no. Not 2020. This was uh, December 2020. Okay. Uh, No, not summer. No, no, no. Not summer. This was... uh, was not even using DeFi in 2020. Like I'm not as early as you. Like I mm. probably started using DeFi in August 2020. Yes, after DeFi summer. Uh, this was after just after DeFi summer. Uh, but in December, I remember. I remember you know trading on Furo Combo. You remember Furo Combo? Uh, mm. I was uh, I was using Furo Combo like crazy. I was one of the uh, like was one of the top three traders or top five traders over there and. Uh, uh, and that is when I was paying like, you know, 500 bucks for uh, for a transaction to go through. It's 400 bucks. And that is when I found Matic uh, on QuickSwap. And mm-hmm. I was like, this seems cheap. I, I, I tested two things. I tested Loopring. Uh, uh-huh. I tested uh, Matic. And I was like, oh, this Matic thing is interesting because firstly, they're Indian people. <laughs> so so I can, uh, I can uh, you know, work, work easy with them. But that is not the main reason. The main reason was, I think, a lot of games were there. Uh, on Matic, like I liked Avigochi, I liked Avigochi, I liked Comet a lot, I liked uh, Decentraland, and all these things were already there. So I was like, huh, this is interesting. Like, there is game, there is DeFi, I can grow DeFi. That is how I, uh, I like conviction, bro. Like, it was all luck. Like, I uh, very honestly, I can say that, you know, I had this thesis and, like, you know, all that stuff. But um, I mean, I did have thesis, of course, like, because of low gas and everything, but a lot of it was definitely luck. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, like, I'm pulling up the now chains on, on DeFi Llama. Like, De- er, Maddox is one of the, the most established DeFi ecosystems out there, right? I mean, it's easily, I mean, top three, top five, you could argue. But so now, yeah, now forget, leaving, are... leaving, leaving BSC, you know, top three for sure. Like, you can leave BSC and Tron, which are like, you know, different ecosystems right. altogether. Different, but like... different things, yeah. Um, yeah, like you. <laughs> so now that DeFi is a little more established, how do priorities change, both on the DeFi team and as on the chain as as a whole? Uh, no, so DeFi is not established, bro. Like I think, I think, uh, I think DeFi. I have kind of tried to set my mind back to zero. I'm trying still mm-hmm. to set my mind to zero because now zk EVM is there, uh, which is like you know the new thing, right. uh, which with like. Yeah. Uh, not even new. I think it is. It is the by far the closest Ethereum block space can be, uh, because you know it is fully, you know, EVM compatible. You can literally copy paste code and it will work. And you can ask any developer who is 
you can ask the Chidao guys. They have even tweeted about it that uh, with Z compared to ZK Sync, uh, like ZK Sync requires you a lot of like changes in the code, but with ZK Polygon, ZK EVM, you can literally copy and paste and just change the chain ID. Thousand one, I think something the chain ID is, and it just works. So, so like that is the goal, you know, with new primitives now. Uh, now that you know, uh, some polygon projects are going there. A few Arbitrum projects are going to deploy there in the next few weeks, uh, uh, and a couple of the SC people and new projects also are are coming in. So, like my, I'm trying to like go back to zero and uh, start a new ecosystem. Right. Yeah. Something that's been interesting to see from my perspective recently is you see apps that are hesitant to deploy on a new chain and yes. it's like well this is this doesn't make sense to me i'm sure like they can come up with reasons that say like oh we don't want to fragment liquidity you know we don't want we don't want to overextend ourselves but it seems to me like like for something like yeah like the zk EVM on polygon right why not like I, I, you know, it's like it's like this podcast, right? Like, why not post my podcast on as many platforms as possible? It takes like a little extra effort, and then potentially I can re reach a whole new kind of cohort of users. It's kind of frustrating to me for to see DeFi projects who are like, "Oh, we need token incentives to launch a new chain." Like, just launch the product. Just like you know, try to get DeFi in the hands of more people. It's it's a little frustrating to me. So I've seen that, um, but yeah, I'm sure that's part of the biz dev effort from a lot of teams and. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a, a current feature of DeFi. But um, yeah, so how do you see, like, w where can DeFi grow? How can DeFi create more users? These are obviously huge questions, but I'm sure it's a lot about a lot of what you think about in the kind of day-to-day. -day. No, for sure. I, I think about this uh, quite a lot. And I, I think the other thing, there are two things that I think, uh, you know, DeFi will get yield a lot. I don't know about a lot, but like the yield apart from the token side, which would only only come in a bull market when alts are doing 100x, hopefully, <laughs> if we see a bull market again, if we see a bull market again. Um, but I think uh, RWA is very interesting to actually uh, bring yield on chain, like we're in a, in a high inflation environment that we are in and will continue to be in, you know, tokenizing T-bills is very interesting. Tokenizing, uh, uh, there are projects who are doing credit card, uh, tokenization on chain people are doing gold on chain gold back loans on chain people are doing uh, yeah a bunch of like these uh, high yield anything that is high yield instruments tokenizing them on chain uh, uh, so i think i think that that is interesting uh, apart from i mean yeah everyone will say perp and all that like, sure there are there are many cases like that but uh, i'm very interested in nft finance also uh, i i am a personal investor Hence, I'm more interested in NFT finance uh, because I am personally invested in a few of those protocols. I think uh, I think NFT perks and options, and uh, I think those kind of things and yield fractionalization, and uh, and not just because it, right now it is just for PFPs, but like if you think broader in a broader term, you know, uh, NFTs are even houses like mortgages and credit card loans and uh, and uh, uh, like you know jewelry or like a bunch of stuff like real estate uh, uh, you know tranches and all those things are all nfts like nft means that is just unique everything is unique to each other uh, right. and if we can if we can solve like uh, if we can solve lending and borrowing of those uh, of those unique uh, assets i think i think uh, that unlocks a lot of a lot of uh, 
a lot of uh, a TVL and you know uh, new uh, new people on the chain and new capital on chain. Uh, so yeah, I think those two three thing two things are personally very interesting. Yeah, I guess when you open up the possibility for cheap black space, then the the like ultimate yes, horizon yes. of crypto really expands around what what is possible. Like you can't tokenize yet. You can't tokenize a hundred dollars worth of like mortgage backed securities when gas is $150, but on a chain, you know, like on a chain where gas costs a couple cents, right. Then it becomes a whole new possibility. So yeah, very, very cool. Um, and as far as the NFT things goes, it's interesting how you mentioned earlier, kind of DeFi and the fact that there was no leverage in DeFi systems. And perhaps the bull run was thanks in part to some of this leverage in DeFi systems, right? People would lever up on assets and then they would lever up on those assets. And then it was this kind of bubble, really. And we haven't seen any leverage really in place for NFT markets. A little bit, but it's a, it's a very immature market. Perhaps that could be the fuel of a new kind of NFT bull run is this leverage in the system. People borrowing against these assets to buy more assets and. And you can debate whether that's healthy or efficient, but it's definitely a possibility where, you know, it's, it's a bull case, I guess. For NFTs, leverage for NFTs? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can do like, so my punk, like I mm -hmm. have deposited into JPEG and uh, I am on a decent LTV. Like I feel no, not financial advice, KYC, DYOR, <laughs> NFA, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I don't think punks are going to go significantly down than this. If it goes yeah. down, I'll buy more. Uh, so I'm not too uh, concerned, but uh, I think it is like 50 ETH right now. So uh, I, I borrow like a 20, 30, 25 ETH and just, mm -hmm. that is my, that is, I'm unlocking illiquid capital from, sorry, unlocking capital from an illiquid asset, right? And I do that on JPEG. I can do that on, uh, I can do that on a bunch of places now, Bendao, Arcade, so many other, and that is leverage on my initial asset. Just like how Aave did for Bitcoin and ETH or like compounded for Aave, uh, for that. So that is how I do it. When you think about some of these kind of like RWAs coming on chain in the form of uh, NFTs, do you, do you think kind of separate NFT infrastructure is going to have to be built out there? Or do you think the kind of like PFP NFT infra like that's in place is really just kind of the trial stage of, of projects that are going to end up serving this kind of really enormous market? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I think, I mean, we are so early in NFT finance. Uh, we're so early because I think, I mean, JPEG is good. I use it daily. Um, couple of days a week i know the guys i think it's i think it's one of the interesting protocols uh, but uh, i don't know how how it's going to look i'm pretty sure it's not going to be these protocols uh, i would be very surprised if these protocols are the ones that uh, you know become big become that big but could be like who knows so i'll be very i'm taking up taking a close attention to to this uh, vertical of course right um, as far as kind of finding teams and bringing them onto Polygon, what does that biz dev cycle look like? What, you know, you mentioned hackathons, I'm sure conferences, I'm sure you're on tons of calls. How do you bring a team onto Polygon? How do you onboard them? How do you make them successful? 
So, I mean, definitely there is, uh, now that Polygon has a decently bigger brand than how, when I joined, <laughs> when I joined, uh, we were still, like, I remember uh, Sandeep and I used to go on calls. Like, I used to be like this, please. I used to write, <laughs> I used to write tweets. I remember I used to, I used to write tweets uh, for a lot of, I will not take names, but a lot of these protocols, like I used to literally write tweets for them, for mm-hmm. their handle and from our handle that, okay, this is going today. This is going. Uh, I used to write blogs for them. Used to write tweets for them, just so that you know they can uh, they they come here. So th- right. that those were the days. But uh, now things are things are a little bigger. But I think I think we still are very hands on, especially on DeFi. Like if you see how zk EVM is growing, like you know, uh, marketing is a very important uh, marketing and awareness is a very mm-hmm. important thing. Like that's why I'm also like kind of very active on uh, Twitter. Uh, uh, chatting up, uh, chatting with a bunch of DeFi guys and DeFi and all these things. Uh, so yeah, I think I think awareness and also users like Polygon. Everyone knows that you know, uh, Polygon POS still has uh, top three most user base, even with zero incentive mining, with zero token airdrop and all right. these things. Uh, there is like uh, on POS chain with zk, we have more uh, you know things in our in our firepower. We can do a lot more things now uh, with layer two. So. People are aware of aware of that, and uh, the TVL and volume and all these things uh, uh, will will come back once you know we we go all in uh, with with our go to market thing with ZK because right now even we are like you know just testing things out with ZK now it is much better it is lower gas than um, I think you have seen some of the uh, some of the graphs so I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited in the next few months. Cool. Um, do you? Do you guys try to cater to uh, establish? Like, is there a specific type of team you guys are trying to trying to foster? Is it these new kind of up and comers? Like, do you guys want the like the three guys out of you know India to come and build on the chain, or are you more worried about some of these bigger projects or you know better funded? Which which one of these teams are you trying to cater? No, anything and everything. I think, uh, very honestly, I have divided team internally. Is that like I I keep an eye on practically everything. I try to keep an eye on everything, but uh, but there are there are people who take care of like you know the tier two and tier three and like so that we don't miss. Because one thing which I've learned in the past two years is that you have you never know which protocol tier three becomes tier one. And mm-hmm. when a tier one protocols becomes tier three, <laughs> so you always you need to forget your biases. Every week you need to reset back to zero and forget that you know anything, and then uh, and just based on merit uh, uh, look at it. So very honestly, like I I don't uh, keep an eye. I don't uh, have any biases versus tier one, tier two, tier three. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. like that. There are people who whose whose job is to uh, to skim through everything and then of course all not all protocols are made equal uh but but we we try to keep uh try to keep as equal as possible that's this is an interesting question do you do you know is there more tvl on polygon from polygon native protocols or from uh protocols that exist on other chains or non non polygon native like which one so i I'm not. I'm not sure on the on the exact numbers, but uh, but I saw somewhere that uh, somewhere that uh, that Polygon's top Polygon's TVL is most distributed 
uh, in the top in the top uh, you know 80% is distributed amongst most number of protocols after mm. ethereum wow uh, so this is yesterday i saw somewhere either was masari or i don't remember somewhere that uh, after ethereum polygon uh, has the most tvl distributed amongst uh, among because other other chains like i don't want to name anything but like uh, other chains have uh, protocols built on just one protocol right uh, uh which is which is fine like i i don't have an issue with that but like it's just risk on that one protocol but uh, but it's fine uh, so yeah with zk you'll see more native uh, native protocols coming to the picture right um no that's incredibly cool i i mean my gut says that it's the small projects that need to be not necessarily catered to but it's the small projects that are going to be end up creating the most value right Yes, 100%, 100%. Especially like the way crypto cycles work, right? This kind of boom bust, the rise and fall of this stuff. Like I do, I do really feel that smaller, leaner teams have a, have an, a leg up. And yes, yes, yes. Sometimes I see, you know, huge funding rounds for something that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I'd prefer to, yeah, like the three guys in the basement. I'd prefer like to, sure. to see a hundred teams coming out of like the ECC hackathon, which is coming up. I'd like, that's, I think that's what creates value in the crypto ecosystem. And there's, there's a lot of good ideas in, in the space to explore. So it's exciting to me. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't say this publicly, but uh, so that like people will get uh, angry with me, angry on me. But uh, I, whenever I see, oh, X head of this trading firm building a DeFi protocol, I'm very, uh-huh concerned <laughs> i have uh, i'll be like yeah firstly because uh, the, he will ra- he or she will raise at a very big round a very big mm-hmm. valuation and to right. justify that valuation you're going to dump the token to your retail and retail is who who builds your protocols like any of these big uh, name any big defi protocol or even chain protocol that is big uh, but has not made their their community members rich it's impossible to do that it's true yeah, part of the feature, one of the features of crypto is you can make your users rich, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's a, I feel like on some level, kind of the VC space has created this formula around like how to create a big project, dump the tokens, you know, at some level of multiple dump on retail, right? And it's frustrating mm-hmm. to me because you're right. Like, I'd rather, it's cooler to see the team, you know, using a limited amount of funds like you mentioned right writing the blog posts writing the tweets like crypto needs to be scrappier in my opinion these like stop paying the devs half a million dollars stop yeah stop hiring the former head of trading from you know whatever investment bank out of you know new york city and like get some freaking users in there you know that's kind of my something i get a little frustrated about but anyways that's how the market is right now i guess um yeah what about um you kind of mentioned other chains. Maybe you don't want to mention by them by name, but how do you see um, other chains, especially specifically in the L2 space? Like, uh, what is that landscape? How does Polygon think about that landscape? Why has Polygon made the strategic decisions it has? Because uh, like ZK is definitely the future. Like there is no there is no question in our heads because uh, optimistic rollups have a bunch of uh, they are good solutions. Like they're nothing against the team, nothing against anyone. 
you know just to be very very clear disclosure on that uh, however uh, the seven day like if you if you if your entire business model is contingent upon couple of third party bridges uh, and the security of those bridges and not your own native bridge then i think is a problem because if your own native bridge uh, has seven day withdrawal uh, withdrawal right and and those things in the long term does not make sense uh, does not make sense because uh, you will always be dependent on a market maker uh, or you know bunch of liquidity providers uh, having higher apy and uh, the trust contingent on your uh, on your uh, on third party things that is one thing second thing is because zk uh, zk evm uh, the gas cost scales exponentially so more users uh, more users more traction less gas per transaction and then you know gas goes down as more users come up so there is infinite scalability on zk evm on on zk evms right now and in the and we have not even pushed uh, a lot of a lot of compression code into the mainnet in the next few months you will see more compression and so gas cost is going to go even more down uh, so mm-hmm. that is one reason why you know i think i think uh, perps and derivatives and options protocol because options who want to do pricing on chain uh, we have not seen many of those cases like i think lyra is the only as far as i know maybe i'm wrong probably i'm wrong but i think lyra is the only one that uh, has fully on chain thing so uh, lyra is going to deploy on zkvm very soon there is a governance proposal out there and uh, there are also bunch of bridges that are deploying like things synapse uh, there is a governance proposal out there so yeah bunch of bunch of those things are are interesting uh, are interesting use cases yeah that's an interesting take and i i i don't follow I haven't followed a lot of the ZK optimism or sorry, optimistic roll-up drama. Um, I know that there's people on both sides that feel really strongly, but it is interesting what you say about like the trust assumptions of a bridge, right? Um, like you one, you can you can make arguments for the merits of both models, right? Kind of internally, but there are external assumptions that have to be made as well. And you're right in the in the way that optimistic relics require i mean really not necessarily require but for real day-to-day use they require bridges and then yeah there's a whole question about bridges so yeah interesting to consider some of these kind of like peripheral um components of of the l2 wars um i have a question this this is a little controversial if you could run if if you were to run kind of biz dev at any other crypto project in the world, if you could work on the biz dev team, which one would you would you pick? Or are there any teams that like you'd be really curious, or you think biz dev would really move the needle on on a specific project? I know you're a Polygon diehard, so no, I think I think anything that I would do would be on zk. I don't think uh, optimistic hmm. uh, because I've been studying a lot on on zk personally, infrastructure side right. and made investment and all i think i think there is one project that is interesting called uh, risk zero i don't know if you have seen that Mm-mm. they do they don't do zk evm but they do zk vm mm-hmm. which is uh, which is more of uh, like you can build any uh, you can code any you know, native language like c c++ rust or whatever uh, but in a fully zk uh, verified way mm-hmm. i think i think that is interesting uh, from that 
I don't know, really. I would not have yeah. thought too much. But anything that I would do would probably be on a ZK side huh. of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess kind of the theme of Polygon in general is like you guys have made bets uh, on the right things, right? And that's, I think a lot of the success of Polygon comes from, you know, like an early conviction in DeFi, right? Now we're seeing yes. more, you know, efforts around NFTs, uh, high conviction in ZK. And it's like Polygon has, you know, you're obviously not traders, but on the same time, at the same level, you kind of have to double down on, on different theses. And I think Polygon has done a really j good job of tracking the theses that end up winning. So that's a cool aspect. And it's cool to see where you guys have conviction and where you guys are headed now. So anyway, yeah, we all degen, um, all, anything... de all degens, all degens internally. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it's the degens. It's the degens. They're driving the, driving the culture forward. Excellent. Um, yes. Uh, anything else you got? Uh, where can, where can people find you? What are you working on today? Yeah, I'm on, uh, of course I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, uh, my handle is, uh, just my name. K-H-A-N-H-A-M-Z-A-H. I think, I think you have also tagged me a couple of places so you can mm -hmm. find through Jack. Um, yeah, I'm, my, I think DMs are open most of the time and, uh, you can definitely DM me. I get a lot of, uh, flow through DMs, which is good. Uh, this is good. I always try to respond to all of my DMs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, you can find me over there and, uh, keep an eye on DeFi Llama, uh, Polygon ZKVM website. Uh, you'll see a lot of alpha coming over there for sure, especially on the yields, yields and all those things. Yeah. Cool. All right. We got the alpha. Um, thanks so much, Hamza. Really appreciate your time and, uh, congrats on the continued success at, at Polygon. Yes, sir. Nice chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.